Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my freshly renovated co-host, Mozzie. How's it going? How's it going? I'm good over here. Um, yes, I uh, hear you got some uh, shit fixed in your apartment. Ah, uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, sink didn't work, so I had the guy come up and fix the sink, and he was fixing it. He's like, hey, you want to turn the light on? I'm like, yeah. So I went to turn the light on, and the light was broken, so he's like, all right, well, I'll fix that, too. And then he was like, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, yeah. And then he used the bathroom. He's like, I can't get out. I'm like, yeah, well, the door doesn't <laughs> uh, actually function as a working door. So the maintenance guy had a busy day. The whole um, rigmarole for him, yeah. But, you know, he was great. He was done in like 20 minutes fixing everything. He I mean, was he's, he's a pro. A fucking pro, this guy. <laughs> uh, shout out to that guy. I don't know his name. Shout out maintenance man. <laughs> shout out maintenance guy. Uh, how are you doing? I'm swell. I got a uh, haircut today, so I'm feeling nice and fresh. It was getting mm. pretty uh, moppy, as uh, Jay Watt called us, uh, Mozzie and Mophead. Uh, that was getting accurate. So mm. Mm. I need to get one, too. My hair is definitely mop status right now. <laughs> it was uh, it was funny because it's well, thankfully it wasn't freezing today, but going outside like and it's kind of cold, and you got that like freshly cut side, I'm like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get that chill. And yeah. Brrr. I'm like, I'm, my hair's not as insulated now. <laughs> that Joe Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great uh, that's a great segue into our game here. We've got uh, so technically it's Rams visiting Cincinnati because like it alternates every year, but it's in the Rams stadium. So I wrote it as Cincinnati at the Rams. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of fair. Yeah. However, I do think there will be more Cincinnati fans there. I do too. So it's supposed to be a home game for Cincy, but it's in LA, so it's really a home game for the Rams. But there will be more Bengals fans there. So. Yeah, apparently the pep rally, like the Bengals had like 10 times more people at their at their rally than right. the Rams did. So it's essentially <laughs> the USB that doesn't work, so you flip it and it doesn't work, so you flip it again and it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, this is wrong? And then you're like, wait, I had it right the first time. How did it not go in? Right. So Bengals hosting the Rams in LA. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wait, so I, th- I think that like the Bengals get the home locker room. I, they I do. So the goes. Rams have to use the visitor's side locker room. <laughs> That's, That's so pretty funny. The, 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 I love the uh, like fittingness of the Rams being the visiting team in their old stadium. Like, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of how it's been for them a couple games anyway. Right. So, yeah, I, I expect the Bengals fans to actually be the advantage there. I'm not sure what we'll see like final stat wise. I think we might. We, I don't know if they'll give us some final thing on that, but alas. Um, I'm still torn on this. I see you've got Cincinnati at the moment. I, I might make a decision, and by the end of this discussion, we'll see. Yeah. It's more of a gut thing. It's I mean, this is a great matchup. And mm-hmm. I have the luxury of liking you know, aspects of both teams, obviously rooting here for the Bengals, but I do love Stafford. I won't be upset to see him get a ring. Yeah. Um, so I just get to watch a great game. I am taking the Bengals, though, for the moment. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same page there in terms of, like, you know, happy about this matchup like we'll be we'll be cool with either outcome obviously i know not everyone will be happy with either outcome but 
alas. So kind of getting in and breaking down the matchups here. I think we're both expecting a lot of 11 personnel. Um, The Rams will like, sorry, the Bengals don't do a whole lot of two tight end. I'd say maybe like 10, 15% of the time, usually they'll do two tight end. So not very often now, especially with like Uzi banged up and questionable for this game. Um, He said he's going to play. I don't know if we'll play. If he does, I expect pretty limited. Um, then on the Rams side, we've got Higby, who sounds doubtful. I, I, I would be shocked if he played. I mean, not shocked, but pretty surprised. But um, the Rams the Rams really don't do a whole lot of two tight end either. They, I don't know if they ever do it. I'm looking through. They occasionally do, but they definitely do probably um, about the same as the Bengals, maybe even less. I'm looking, like, I, I'm looking through like the snap count overlap to see how it goes and like when when they had Munt they would do it a lot more but when it became like you know Blanton and Bryson Hopkins they kind of <laughs> Blanton and Bryson it uh, <laughs> got a little more scarce but they'll do it a little bit but about, about the same rate so with with the top tight ends banged up what I'm getting at is I'm expecting very little to tight end because I feel like you know if you're the Rams getting Bryson Hopkins and Kendall Blanton out there together is kind of limiting yourself um <laughs> no offense to those guys but they're not on the caliber that the receivers are and with the Bengals, right. you know, they might do a little bit, but they're probably limiting Uzi snaps and probably second those guys in. So all that to say, I'm expecting a lot of, you know, six-man boxes from these teams. Because, like, you know, base personnel, I, I think both run a 4-3, if I recall. Or do the... Um, the, 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 Bengals the Bengals base do a run a 4-3. Um, yeah. The Rams, though... They change it up. Yeah. I think right now they're doing a three. A three four three four. Yeah, sorry. I, it, it always it threw me off because they, they keep their linebackers up pretty close to the line. They'll do like they'll have their outside linebackers like move back and forth a lot. Right. It's yeah. a three four, but technically, like Von Miller is one of the four, and he is almost always exclusively on the line. So yeah. <laughs> but alas, I expect them both to end up being in probably a lot of nickel just because like you've got they'll have boyd in like a slot the whole time and the Bengals will have to go against cup in the slot the whole time so we're gonna see probably light boxes which means benefits to the running backs so the Bengals that's a lot more straightforward because you get you know mixing <laughs> but with the rams i'm a little concerned about how the running back room plays out like so we saw last game where, um, like, Sony got more work, and Akers had cut, was coming in kind of banged up, so they didn't give him the full lot either. And then he, okay, I'm not trying to shit on Cam Akers because he's coming off an Achilles injury, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. So, like, right. he's not, he's not like, full strength. He's not going to be him same super effective self that, that we've, like, seen before. So, like, him getting, you know, 20 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown or two, like, that's probably not on the table and like if Henderson's back, he might dip in too. So, I, yeah. even if the matchup ends up good because of like light boxes, I don't know if like who will get the necessary touches to make himself fantasy viable. And so that's why I kind of thought that Rams running back is a match. But Mixon, I expect to get the carries and potentially light boxes. So yep. definitely on the Mixon train. The so I do think McVeigh will try to establish the run early in the game. I don't know if you're going to see a running play in the second half from the Rams. I'll be honest. That, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me if they completely abandoned it. After yeah, that's the time. thing. I can see them doing that too. Um, it's just such a hodgepodge of guys. Like if I'm taking anyone, I am taking Acres, um, but I might just be leaving all of it alone because mm-hmm. at least Acres now has an extra whole week to rest. That is potentially true. That probably feel, helps a lot. You know, even better than maybe he was. But I just, 
I mean, the Bengals' defense, which, you know, as a whole has been very good this year, but their run game has been good. They've been good at stopping it. Because mm-hmm. um, they have those guys up front that are really, really good at stopping the run. I mean, Hubbard, Hendrickson, and Reeder all get after the quarterback, but they also stop the run. So, yeah, not not super high on the Rams running backs for this one. Definitely leaning Mixon if I'm taking one there. Yeah, Mixon's my running back of choice in the game. I'm not yeah. I'm not betting on a P. Ryan Tuddy on a house to screen oh, again. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was what that was what turned the Bengals around though last week. Or That's two true. Weeks ago, yes. <laughs> P. Ryan the spark plug, right? That's right. Spark Maje. <laughs> that was a stretch. Anyway, so there's the running backs. Now who who else in this game are you looking at? So we got Mixon as a banger. Who are your other bangers here? Well, I do think we can you know, you can safely say Cup without much of a second thought, and there's a good point that he's going to be in your lineups anyway. But yeah. I really do think we need to talk about Cup because I don't just think he's, you know, a good option. He might be one of the best for fantasy for this game. He is, I mean, let's be honest, he's going to get, I, I say, 11 targets minimum. Yeah, he. I believe he hit one. that last week when uh, Higby got hurt, and then... There are two games that Higby... Wait, sorry, I think he got 14 last week. Yeah. And, like, whenever Higby got hurt, he's average. So he's averaged 14 targets a game when Higby's gotten hurt, basically. Yeah. Because there are two games <laughs> Higby missed earlier in the season, and Cup got, like, 13 to 15 targets in those. So and what we're saying is, like, I think you want to be over on Cup rather than under. Because, like, there's yeah. a... You know, he's expensive if you... So I guess it's just getting to, like, you know, DFS here. If you fade him, you'll pass a lot of the field if he poops the bed. But my preference is putting him at captain and, like, getting yeah. that advantage because he'll probably pop their captain too, but you can get different elsewhere, I would say. But, like, him being the top-scoring fantasy guy from this game is, like, I feel like a fairly decent chance in terms of, like, non-quarterback options. We we don't get that a lot. Yeah, I think that you it's a 50% chance it's him and then a 50% chance it's anybody else. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, like when you see like Tiger versus the field, it's like Cup versus the field. Yeah, exactly. So I really do think Cup, Captain Cup might be your uh, best bet here. Captain Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he should just smash. And so, like that's not like a hot take or anything, but his target floor is just buoyed by Higby being out. Right. It's a little bit more of a... It, Instead of just blowing it off as yeah, you should start Cup. Like, there's a little bit of a reason why you really should. Like, start you'd like Cup. need to, yeah. And like, if he does poorly, I will be you know eating crow and losing money. But I feel like a lot of people would be too. So, oh yeah, yeah. And like then, there are guys that you should pay up for, and there are some guys that are expensive that you should not pick, right? Mm-hmm. And he is one of the guys that is expensive that you I think will need to have in your lineup. Yeah, and then I'm expecting a lot of Odell this week too. We saw last week how much he trusts Odell and how like much of a cog he is in this offense. Where, like you know, we've seen we saw a little bit of fluctuation with Van and Odell, but honestly, since the playoffs have started, it's just been Odell. Yeah. So Odell's been killing it. Yeah, I'm glad like, he's doing again, well. Yeah, again with, with no Higby, and if they're passing a lot, I you know could definitely see just him peppering those two, which makes sense. Like they're they're going to be by far the two best options for him. To get the ball to this game, oh, I you know what I think I'm gonna predict uh, that Eli Apple and Odell get in a fight, <laughs> <laughs> just a little scuffle. That'd be so funny. I don't know why. That would be like a like a solid move on Eli's part to get them like both tossed, right? <laughs> 
I wonder what like how bad it would have to be for them to toss them out of the Super Bowl though, right? Like I don't know. Get like, them to hit a ref and you're good. Yeah, <laughs> but there, I assume there's definitely a higher tolerance for you know shenanigans during the Super Bowl, like if you know a scuffle happens. But I, I don't know what it would take. I'd probably take like helmet off, punch thrown to get them like ejected. Right. So the Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would, it would take a Garrett Rudolph thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. If, like if if on the Rams, you just want to like go cup and Odell, and I guess you'd probably need to go Stafford too. It would eat up a lot of money. But I mean Stafford, sorry not Stafford, uh, Cup and Odell will get you most of Rams. So I was a little surprised to see that Stafford's been throwing a lot. Um, yeah, well they they, they they've been getting tough run matchups at the playoffs. Like that's true, especially like Bucks and Niners. Like because they kind of went through that shift mid year where they McVay sort of figured out what he was doing. They figured out their identity and Stafford. Mm-hmm was throwing a little bit less in those. You know, 295 is definitely not anything to scoff at, but it's not, you know, 380, 360, 337. And he had a few weeks straight with that. So he's been throwing a good amount. I think between the two, I mean, Burrow's been great, but I think fantasy-wise, I would rather have Stafford. Yeah, especially because we're like what we're saying with like the running back situation being a little murky and like liking Mixon as much as we do. I think that yeah. kind of lends itself a bit to Stafford. But again, like, I mean, let me look how much Burrow's been passing lately, too. He had a, how much he passed to the Chiefs. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm looking through these, and got, he got a lot of yards against the Titans, but no touchdowns. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think who I would prefer here. It's pretty tight for me. I don't know. I, I think mean, it depends I, how I think the game goes, I guess, right? Like, if, Yeah, I will say that I don't want either of these guys as a captain because I don't particularly love either of their matchups that much um like this is going to be a good game i don't expect either quarterback to have 350 yards and three passing touchdowns i think one to two passing touchdowns for each quarterback and possibly one to two interceptions and under three and around 300 maybe not under but right around 300 to expect for them Mm -hmm. so like i don't think either of them have a great matchup where i'm really in on either of them but i do think i prefer stafford fantasy wise yeah, I, for me, like, I think it ends up being a toss-up for me, but just because of, like, I'm like, okay, very obviously Cup and Odell, like, if you just go Cup, Odell, Stabber, you get a lot of your money, but it's just, like, the, you're, you're gonna get pretty much all of the Rams. I mean, you could get fucked in, someone runs one in, but the way we're imagining this playing out for the Rams, like, that's kind of the way we would take it. Oh, and let's not forget, Stafford likes to sneak it. With he his, does. With his little one foot reach over the top move. To hit. That's his favorite. If they're at the one and they don't believe in their running backs, then he is absolutely going to keep it. Whereas Burrow's probably going to toss it. Uh, you know, Uzi being in might actually affect, <laughs> you know, choosing Burrow or not. Because mm-hmm. I think that one yard, you know, within the 10 yard line pass into the end zone for uh, Uzama is pretty likely. Yeah. So I'm looking. You could go Cup Odell Stafford. It takes a lot of your salary because if you go mix in with that too, you've got like nothing left. Yeah, I bet. So it makes it a little tough. That might be more of like a super draft move just because you can make that work more. Mm-hmm. But because then you have to get into like Benny Crystals. I call him Ben, sorry, Ben uh, Swarnick. Skoronic. 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 Yeah, there we go. So a tough one. There's a lot of continents and weird spots. Um, <laughs> but it looks like, it looks like, like the Swarovski Crystals or whatever. So I'm just calling Benny Crystals. Benny Crystals. 
my brain's like this word's about the same um but no because um he's been getting a little bit involved with like van banged up a tad not a ton but i mean he got yeah 27 snaps last week when they because like they went so last week they they went four wide more because um KB got hurt in the middle of it. I don't expect as much of that with like the time to prepare, but it could be more, you know, relevant this week. So in weeks, because in weeks uh, fourteen and fifteen, they did a little bit more actually too. So like I think he's he's a candidate to get like thirty percent of the snaps and it's you know jumping around a bit. But if you need that cheapo depot play, <laughs> I think he's the option because he, he should have had a touchdown last week or like the last game, right? Didn't yeah, like one get dropped? Yeah. So yeah. He, he, he's the, if you need to make that stack fit, like you also just assume Stafford pops off or like if you want to do Cup and Stafford and not Odell, like put in Benny Crystals and yeah. Hey, that's and a great it, name. Yeah, I, I like calling him Benny Crystals. That's just Benny how my brain Crystals. goes. Um, but so Cincinnati receivers now. Um, dun, dun, dun. This one's a little tougher to parse for me just because we've seen them all have spike games at different points, especially right. between like Chase and Higgins. That's where it gets a little tougher. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what I'm envisioning happening right now, this is just the way I see it. You can tell me how you feel about it. But I see the Rams defense doing sort of a quarters thing. Raheem Morris has changed it up. He usually did one high safety. I think he's going to do two. And he's going to do that quarter-style defense where you have four guys in sort of their own zones in the back half of the field, you know, 15 yards off. Um, in sort of a zone-based scheme, which I think is the right play here because I don't think, you know, matchup per matchup, you have anyone that can handle all of the Cincy receivers and man to man on any given play. So I think what they need to do is just sort of use those two safeties to double team help whoever is getting the ball on any given play and sort of cover their zone. So with that, I, I know I've said it before, but I I'm going in again on the Boyd train. Um, Usually that slot guy is really good at cutting through zone defenses, uh, which you've seen Cooper Cup do. I've seen mm-hmm. Boyd do it too. Boyd is usually really good against zone. So it's not 100%. It's totally just what I'm expecting to see. But I could see a good amount of Boyd this game. Yeah, and for me, I, th- I think Boyd gets buoyed by like Uzoma being probably limited if he plays. Like and If, if right. Uzi sits, like... I'm not going sample. I'm going Boyd, and that and that right. round just assume okay they just do a lot of three receiver and target only the receivers because I don't think they want to try to you know force the ball to sample a lot like that's not really his role. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like yeah, he can definitely carve up the zone some, and especially like again if they're getting pressure, we kind of saw like B- Boyd has been the you know, and it's typical like the slot guy is the safety blanket, and if Uzi's not there or if he's limited as the safety blanket, that would you know also defer more to Boyd. Right. Yeah, we haven't really seen Boyd, like, have many big games this year. That's my only, like, downside. Not in the playoffs. Um, I feel like he's had some a few good games, but it, you're right. He really hasn't popped off this year uh, in a way you would sort of hope. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know I talked all about, like, Van or, you know, Odell. I'm looking through Boyd. So, Boyd, he had a good game, like, really good game against Jacksonville. And then, like, he had that stretch where he got the touchdown. So, like, he had a good game against Denver and Baltimore. But mm. aside from those, like, three games, it's not been a, a whole lot for uh, Boydy there. Yeah, I know. Well, Higgins has really stepped up, and Higgins is Yeah, Higgins really has been a lot more lately, too. And, like, they've been getting mixed involved in one passing game. But, like I said, if, if Uzi misses, then that'll kind of, like, help me a bit with him. I'm, I need to check out Vance game locks because he's had some big games this year, too. Um, oh, yeah. 
I would say Higgins is also, I think, in play. Oh, for uh, sure. Because who? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I think we're on the same page. He will probably draw the easy cornerback matchup of the outside receivers. He will, and I have seen him a lot of times on third down. He runs that in route, which would kind of cut through his zone, mm-hmm. um, and get that like third and seven. Yeah, I, th- I think like a potentially sneaky option, and one of the things we love is the running back captain with the quarterback paired. And then I think if you want like Nixon captain with Burrow, you could make a good case for like including Higgins or you know Boyd because like I, I I have one where I did Mixon captain with Burrow and Higgins because like you can't really fit in Chase there if you do that. Yeah, the thing with Chase is he gets. He so has much of his, upside. Yes. He gets so much of his production uh, doing this sort of fade route backside along the sideline. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Rams are going to try and limit the outside, right? So if they're cutting right up the that outside, inside, right the outside, then I think with Chase, you're kind of relying on him to just burn someone, which, hey, 100% can happen. And probably will happen at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but if I have to leave off Chase to get one of these guys that are cheaper, I'm okay doing it. Yeah, like, because outside of Cup, like, upside-wise, like, it's, I mean, they're quarterbacks, of course, and there's Chase. Like, it's Cup and Chase as far as non-quarterbacks go for upside. Oh, yeah. And then it's, like, mixing after them, I would say. But, I mean, because, and Higgins right up there, too. Like, that's the thing. If you're looking at, like, the upside for these guys, I mean, we've literally seen Chase just bust a slate wide open. Oh, God, I know. And I'm I'm trying to decide if, like, the Rams, though, like, if Chase does that, like, once, the Rams just, like, quickly adjust. Like, I wonder, like, if the Rams have a game plan where they do plan A, and if Chase just dongs on them right away, they switch to plan B, like, in an instant. Yep. Like, that might be a possibility if they're saying, like, okay, we're going to try this plan. If we get killed by Chase Yak, we're going to adjust really quickly and keep these safeties back and not blitz, pretty much. That's what I would do, man. If I was McVay, I'd run. Th- I would rush three people all game and drop everyone else back. <laughs> yeah, put, like say Donald, you get after Burrow. Everybody else in the backfield. <laughs> honestly, like because I was looking through pounds, I don't care. Because <laughs> I was looking through like the blitz and pressure rates and stuff, and the Rams. Um, so they were they were really good at converting pressure into sacks. Like that was one of the things with the Titans. The Titans just do not blitz, like, at all. The Rams blitz, like, a little more. They're, they're number 12 in blitz rate on the regular season. But at the same time, like, once you get past the top, like, six, it's pretty flat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 12, they're at 26.6%. If you go all the way down to, like, you know, 24th, you still at, like, 22%. I guess it's a kind of cluster in the middle there. Where, you know, right. like, the Bucks and Dolphins blitz a shit ton. And then, like, you have a few teams, like, under 20%, and, like, the Raiders, like, never blitz. But and if I'm, I'm looking at, like, pressure, um, the Rams are, like, bottom. So they're, let's see, seventh lowest in pressure, but they are third in sacks. So uh, there's two parts to that. One, like, hmm. some good luck and variance. Like, you know, that happens. But two, like, the talent's there. Like, you've yeah. got Donald and Von Miller and Co. who are actually, like, you know, very seasoned guys who can convert the pressure to sacks. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking through, like, you know, not so that they have, like, a knockdown percentage, which is, like, you know, how often you hit the QB, you know, after the throw, basically. And the Rams are, like, second lowest at that. Because, I mean, their pressure rate's not high, and they're converting sacks. So, I mean, 
they don't really hurt. They, they were kind of mid-range and hurry percentage. And so, like, I'm not seeing what we do with Tennessee, where Tennessee was, like, their pressure and sat kind of matched up. And then, mm-hmm. like, they were just super low on blitz. Whereas the Rams have, like, a weird hodgepodge of stuff. And, like, their, like, their passing game stats are kind of weird. Like, they, I think they had a pretty high interception ratio. Yeah, they're, like, top 10 interception ratio, like, interception percentage, which, again, like, do your guys catch it and stuff like that. <laughs> and then yard, like, yards per pass attempt allowed, they were kind of high on that. Although, adjusted, it changes a bit. But all this to say, like, they are, their defense is solid, but I think they may have they may have been the beneficiaries of some positive variance throughout the year. Now, yes. do I think some of that might continue the thing, though? Because, like, when I think of, you know, quick pressure on Burrow, like, he can avoid it, but usually when he avoids it, it's more of like one, two, three, and then he's like, oh shit, and he scrambles and gets out. When it's like one, oh, like he's like, most quarterbacks yeah. can't handle that, but like that's what happened in the Tennessee game. And so if the Rams are able to get that quick pressure where it's like, you know, the effective pressure that's getting turned into sacks really quickly, that's usually, if it's not just lucky, it's quick pressure. So that's my yeah. kind of only concern there with, you know, the o-line and on the interior like when you have to like when you have a bad interior against aaron, aaron donald like that really sucks yeah that's not good so that's really not good <laughs> but although I'll, i don't know where i'm going with that per se but i guess it's a set it's a way to say like the rams defense has been solid but i'm not sure how much is luck and how much is personnel based converting at a really high rate on the pressure to sacks yes I mean, that's a good way to put it. I do think that the strength of the Rams' defense is their pass rush. They're Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. I think the weakness is their linebackers. Um, their secondary is not bad, but, it you know, they need their safeties in. Uh, and it hasn't been, like, amazing. It's, like, Jalen Ramsey, I think, has been good this year, of course, but he hasn't been like the best cornerback in football, as a yeah. lot of people seem to think he still is. And- PFF said he's been the best this year. I'm like, there's no way he's been the best this year. Nah. No, not at all. Um, And so I guess that is sort of why I'm leaning Bengals is just if the best part of the Rams defense is their pass rush, it's just hasn't worked for any team yet this year. Yeah, like how many times have we been like, oh, yeah, like I think we'll get to the Bengals enough and then it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it like they sack him, sack him nine times, they still win. Yeah, because you, you just, you can't blitz them. You can't, you can't, you can't blitz the Bengals. <laughs> and like, that's Don't the problem it. is you're like, oh, they've got a week-go line, let's blitz them. And then you just get donged on by Jamar Chase, basically. And yeah. Uzi up the middle. And so I, I, I really just don't know, like, how much will the Rams blitz? Like, they just, like you said, need to not blitz at all. <laughs> Do not blitz. For yeah. the love of God. Yeah. The issue, though, is they need to, like, also make sure they keep contain on Burrow. Like, you know, because we saw mm-hmm. he can actually, you know, get it done on getting first down and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. He can run. The, bur- the Burrow. Not instead of the Murray Scurry, it's the Burrow Scurrow. Hmm. Workshopping it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to, like, get to breaking this down. Because I-, I guess maybe a little more. Like, because I was talking about, like, those light boxes we'll see and, like, why I like mixing. But I think we kind of covered that, too. So. Yeah. It's a uh, man. I'm excited for it. You got the sort of Hollywood star-studded L.A. Rams. They've got all of the big stars. They've signed Aaron Donald and Odell and Stafford and Cup. They go get Von Miller. They bring Eric Weddle out of retirement. Whitworth on the line. You're like, holy crap! And then you have the Bengals, where I'm gonna guess 75 percent 
of NFL watchers could not name like half of the I don't know <laughs> Honestly, one yeah. player on the Bengals defense, and yet the Bengals defense has played so well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that you can expect a second half turnaround in this game. Uh, Rams are probably going to start off better. That's just how the Bengals season has gone. They just seem to flip the script and get into a vibe that defense uh, after halftime. So, I mean, I, I'm taking the Bengals. I, I think uh, I'm really torn. This is such a good matchup. Yeah, like the way, the reason I'm kind of a little torn on my like Rams running back mash recommendation is because the way these two teams start, like Rams usually start hot. Bengals usually start slow. Like it totally leans into a Rams like running back game but what we always see every time is they run it and then it doesn't work because the other team's like ready for the run and then they get stuffed and like you know the Bengals are good enough run d when they like have enough in the box and are like ready for the run that they can stop it so i'm like either the rams like will have to just keep passing or like the run's gonna get stopped and the Bengals get to come back like that's kind of how it ends up going yeah i feel like for this game script wise and so i guess you know if you're if you're building for rams get ahead Bengals come back maybe that gives you less mix in maybe that gives you more of the receivers but that, that, that's my you know where i'm torn on mixing but he catches the ball enough and they run enough in the first half before they get you know two behind anyway well while you think about it any uh, preference on uh, matt gay or mcpherson um <laughs> i guess mcpherson here um mm-hmm. we see a lot of <laughs> bengals drives either stall in the red zone or the first down play calling put them in rough down a distance <laughs> where they end up kicking a lot of field goals and he is i mean money mcpherson money mac so he's been like pretty much automatic not that mac is like a bad pick either i just think the rams i think the rams either convert or turn over <laughs> like not to, not to be like crass about it or anything but like i'm just like if the rams don't fuck up they'll probably score on their passing drives now, when they try to run it a bunch, they'll probably end up punting. It's going to be either, like, score, like, touchdown, punt, or turnover for the Rams on those three <laughs> drives. Right? Like, yeah. I'm expecting some turnovers this game. I don't know if there are any prop oh, sure. interceptions, but I think there so – I, I, I almost feel like I want to guarantee Stafford throws one. And I uh, think I'm expecting one from each. Yeah, me too. Because, like, I, not that they're the same guy, but right before they record, <laughs> I'm like, Burrow and Stafford are, like, a little – sort of similar in the sense of, like – you know, well, I guess both like both started their careers with pretty, you know, defunct organizations. Stafford right. got away. Now Burrow's got his to a Super Bowl. But <laughs> the, the, both, both number one picks, both, you know, like to sling it. gunsling. Both are prone to occasionally a poor gunsling choice, <laughs> a misfire, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Bur- Burrow reeled that in a lot at the end of the regular season. We saw it. We saw one bad one last week, I remember against yeah. the Chiefs there was one I was like oh no that's, that's like, the oh, one God. that's the one <laughs> and you know sometimes you know Stafford will be lying Stafford but when he's not lying Stafford he's really good <laughs> right so that's a tough one because like I'm torn because usually our, our tiebreakers like okay coach and quarterback but it's you know even if we give slightly in McVay it, this year might be slightly in Burrow it's like it's a tough call to really give it one way either so like I can't use that as a tiebreaker like, my only tiebreaker I have in my mind is potentially the Rams O-line being a lot better than the Bengals O-line. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough for me to feel confident about a pick yet, so I don't know. 
I don't I don't have a pick yet. This will probably be like a day of pick if we get any like surprise inactives or something. I hear you. I it like, feels weird for me to bet against McVeigh in this one. He, he so I mean Taylor came from the McVeigh tree. McVeigh mm-hmm. is big brother here. And McVeigh's already lost one Super Bowl, and he lost that Super Bowl because he big-brained himself. He basically admitted <laughs> to that, too. Like, he, he schemed, and then he over-schemed, and he lost sight of what got him there in the first place. I don't see him doing that again. Um, I think that he'll be on his A game, uh, McVeigh, that is. I just... McVeigh? Man. McVay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was rough. I know. Anyway. <laughs> I I think I need Uzi in to pick the Bengals. I, th- I think the tight end, uh, you know, status will be kind of my deciding factor here because mm-hmm. like while neither are like you know we don't we've not we don't think of either of these guys are like as like true stud different makers, but like they matter enough to their teams where I think if we get like Uzi in Higby out, that could be enough to like push me towards the Bengals. But I still got time to decide on that. Still got some time. It's only yeah. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we're assuming uh, Rap will be in as well because he's clear concussion protocol. So there we it, go. Yeah, sounds like he'll play, barring anything shocking. I don't. That's pretty I, big to me. Yeah, if he, he wasn't out. I'd be pretty. I wouldn't say confident, but I would definitely not be so anxious taking the Bengals. Yeah, I, yeah, I would be picking the Bengals if he were out because like you need your safeties in <laughs> against the Bengals. So, but I think that kind of rounds out our coverage for this game. But before we close out. We have a new Washington team name. Um, obviously, this disgraced team <laughs> that is doing internal self-investigations. I think Roger Goodell said today that, like, you can't really do an investigation on yourself and have it complete. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. I know he said something about, like, Congress demanding the turnover something by the 14th. There's a lot of shit with the Washington, um, including their name. Um, the Commanders is what they settled on after social media gave them so many great ideas over time. Um they had two years, right? Yeah, they took two to years figure to figure this out, and they ended up Commanders. Um, I don't think it's the worst name in the league, but I think it's probably bottom five or six, I would say. <laughs> Maybe, I'm definitely bottom ten for sure. Because yeah. um, I was thinking through on what the worst names are, and I'm like, there, some of these names are, you know, historical or whatever, but, like, we've got the Browns, like. Right. Like, that's, and, and their logo is not even all brown. It's mostly orange. So, like. And they don't even really have, like, like how do you personify the color brown in a mascot? Well, they have a dog. It's like so a dog cool. and an elf or something. The elf, the Keebler elf, used to be the mascot. <laughs> so, yeah, there are some bad names for teams out there. Especially, yeah, you're saying rough. the NBA is pretty bad, too. Yeah. Um, the NFL, like, I realize has some, like, for the most part, solid team names. Like, I was torn on if Buffalo Bills was a good one or not. Because they've got, because they, they're Buffalo and, like, the, but the like a buffalo is their logo, so they're kind of like the buffalo buffaloes to me on the logo <laughs> thing. But I, I'm I'm most critical. I think the worst name is probably the Texans because they are a newer team and they just settled on Texans. <laughs> the Texas like, Texans. Yeah, like those are like we're in Houston. Um, we're we're Texans right here in Texas. That's us. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Who like who named that? That's, that's a shitty awful. name. Like. I think like like their their mascot like their logo like if if I saw them as like the Longhorns I would be like that makes total sense and that's a much better name, right? Like I know there's already that in college, but like it, who cares? It's it isn't college. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Who do you and, think has the best name? Or do or I mean some of the best names? It's hard um, to just say one. Yeah, there are some pretty good ones. Like I think 
like any sort of vicious cat or animal mm-hmm. is pretty good. Um, I, the, the Patriots is kind of a lame name too. The um, Patriots is pretty, I mean, it's in the same vein as the commanders. Like it's yeah. just sort of lame. Yeah. It's just like very, you know, like very, very like blue lives matter name sort of, I don't know. How to put it. <laughs> um, I think the Ravens have a cool name. That whole Edgar Allan Poe thing. Yeah. Being from um, Baltimore in Baltimore. So they have the Ravens logo and it, their colors are like black and purple. I'm totally down with that. Yeah, um, I mean, I might be a little biased, but, like, the Raiders, that's pretty No, cool. I was going to say that. The Raiders is a good one. Um, back to rough ones. I think Chargers is kind of bordering on bad names. I'm going to be real. <laughs> they, so I agree, but I also, like, I think it's equal parts bad and good. Yeah, it's not like, terrible. Though. The no, it's Charger like itself is a stupid name, but then their colors and, like, all of that. The I Bolts, think yeah, like, everything yeah. else is cool, but the name's kind of lame. Um, like, the, I guess they can't be the Lightning because there's an NHL team, but, like, you know, something a little bit more tangible, per- perceptible than Chargers. Yeah. Like, their phone, like, they could be a phone as their mascot, like a phone charger in the wall. <laughs> a Tesla. Sponsored by that. <laughs> I, honestly, Vikings might be the coolest name. Vikings is pretty good. Like, that's a pretty good one. Like, Raiders is good. Like, the, they have the whole aesthetic, too. And it's it's, right. it's it's persisted and been cool through multiple towns. They're now on, you know, Las Vegas. They've been L.A., they've been Oakland, now they're Vegas. Like, they've had a lot of iterations that stayed the same, and it's been cool and worked. So I think that's a nice, you know, credence to that. Like, I'll be honest, I know I'll catch some flack for this because it's a historical name, but the Packers doesn't yeah. inspire no, anything Packers, in me. That's a terrible name. <laughs> it's like, just a big G. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know it's historic. I know that they were a meatpacking, you know, town back in the day, like the Steelers. But the Steelers actually sounds cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't put the Steelers there because, like, the Steelers, it's a cool name. Yeah. Like the Steel Curtain. Like, that's fucking dope. That's the Packers, dope. like, you're not going to get anything cool out of the Packers. Put like, you in a box and wrap you up because I'm a, I'm a Packer. Yeah, like, even if you call them, like, you know, any sort of anything packing doesn't sound good. Like, but, but in terms of, you know, striking fear in your enemy, you know, Packers does. Like, does it's, <laughs> they literally have cheese heads they wear. Like, pretty bad name. I'm it also must be say, so weird going to Lambeau for the first time. You're like, what are these people? <laughs> I'm also going to say Saints. Not really a great name. Not for them. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the Camaro stuff at, at another date once we got a little more info on it. Because apparently yeah. there's a video that'll probably end up coming out that'll give us a lot more clarity Ooh. on that. Um, but yeah, it's like Saints as a football team, like what the fuck? That makes no sense. I like their colors. I like their, even their insignia with the Florida Lee is pretty cool. I just, yeah. you know, get, you know, just you know, play with the name a little bit. Yeah, and then another one that historical but now lame, the 49ers. <laughs> me gold yeah like there's no more gold left to go get like that's done the gold rush was forever ago that was a long time ago yeah. some would say in 1949 <laughs> or 1849 I don't know a while ago but yeah and then like the logo's just SF so pretty rough there so like we've got some teams that are on the rough side that you know commanders may not be quite as bad as but they're they're in a low tier. I think I think they're in the tier of Patriots where it's just like lame, you know. Yeah, it's just not. It's like cool, dude. Like I get it. Like I got the reasoning for it. Like they had some you know kind of reasons. They were like, "Hey, why are the Commanders?" But I'm like, mm. and like honestly, the worst part of it all is to put it out like the day before, like the investigation stuff. Like that that was that that really made it suck too. That's in pretty poor taste. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's Dan Snyder, so what do we expect, right? And like, do we like do we expect this organization to come up with a good name? No, no. I mean, I had one guy who was a fan I was talking to that said they should have done the Red Hogs because like they were known as the Hogs in like the eighties, like the pigskin, and then their mascot could be like a a badass fucking boar. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. And then you don't have to change the chant entirely. Yeah, (laughs) like Red Wolves or like Miami went to Red Hawks. Right. There's a lot of options to be like red animal. <laughs> but no, commanders. Commanders. Yeah, it sounds very XFL y. And apparently there's like, I think there's like an AAFL team that's the San Antonio Commanders or something. Yep. So, yeah, but alas. So, um, <laughs> that oh will, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Super Bowl preview out of the way. Had to get that name talk out of the way. I think, I think, you know, they should hire some better people to name teams. But like, I will, I will say, before we close out, Jets, pretty cool name and idea. They like just you, need their logo back that's an actual jet. I don't yeah. like the just Jets in green logo. Like, go back to the actual, like, stark, sharp, plain-looking thing. Yeah. Because, like, being an airplane, pretty cool. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, on yeah. that, um, <laughs> thank you for uh, zooming in and tuning in. Um, we will be back sometime after the Super Bowl to talk about that the season and then we'll have time to go over like all of our like you know preseason ideas and we'll have all sorts of you know we can talk about all the coaching changes there's a lot to go over and i'm kind of excited for the offseason at this point because there's so much built up to go over and then by the time we cover everything we'll have you know prospect time so right we don't usually look into the draft till after the super bowl kind of keep those veins separate we'll wait on the coaching because there's still people being hired and we don't know everything for certain yet there were some interesting hires but we'll get into those yeah another time but I do want to say, um, I, I got I got to put this out there. I was on the Malik Willis to the Steelers thing for anybody else, and now it's getting its team. And so, like you know, that was like I was like I was like two months ago when we started talking about that, and now it's getting <laughs> steep. So if that happens, I, I that's that's my victory lap if that happens. So alas, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you after the Super Bowl.